Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Checkpoint Radio, your brand new number one fan run gaming podcast. We are so excited that you guys are here with us. My name is James and joining me every episode from here on out are my best friends and co-producers of this show. Ben Edwards. Connor Piper. Charlie Ruiz. So lads, we've finally made it. After a lot of work, a lot of planning and preparation, here we are. It's episode 00. How is everyone feeling? Nervous. Excited. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be good. Well, hopefully. Well, I'm very excited. I feel like we've been working on this for so long because we actually started planning this mm. podcast probably like last summer. So we're going back like six, seven months now. Yeah. And uh, it's been something that I've been working on for a long time. And I'm, yeah, I'm just happy to finally be here. Happy to finally record a live episode because we've done a lot of test episodes, had a lot of feedback from people. We want to get it right. We want to make something that we're proud of, we're happy with, something that people can engage with. And, and now yeah, we're here. Very, very excited. And now we're here. Now we're here. That's it. Yeah. Now, being a gaming podcast, usually we'll be talking all about games and the latest gaming news. However, today is going to be slightly different. It's episode 00, the prologue, the icebreaker, the get to know you. So we thought we'd kick this podcast off with some questions to unearth our gaming habits, our likes, our dislikes, or even uncover some long lost gaming memories so that you can get to know us a little better. So having said that, let's get into it. Connor, I believe you've got a question for the group. Okay, boys, we'll start off with a nice little little icebreaker, a little bit of fun. So the year is 2045. Oh, I'm intrigued. I like it. I love, I, love a, I love a scenario, like straight away. Put me in a scenario. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. President Robot Joe Biden. He's a clumsy man. <laughs> He's a clumsy boy as it is. He's fallen over. He's knocked over the red button. It's nuclear winter has begun. Oh, no. So, so you're telling me we haven't gone into a nuclear winter by this point? Yeah. It's unrealistic. He's teetering on it. Cold War 2. Still cold. Right. You've taken shelter <laughs> in Vault 42. The overseer's made you part of her recon slash scavenger team searching for pre-war tech. Ooh. You've managed to get, uh, put together your own personal computer in your spare time using salvage parts. I know you boys like to build your PCs. Yeah, this should yeah, be yeah. easy for you if you can get hold of some thermal paste. <laughs> your old world hard drive is fairly small. You can install one game from your past. What game is it and why? I'm going to kick oh. this off to Ben. Ooh. That's a tough question. So I've only got one space for one game. One game that you can have play... infinite fun with in your spare time after you're out having a long, long day <sighs> looking for pre-war tech. Collecting those bottle caps. Yeah. So obviously being a dystopian world will i be able to play multiplayer or is it just like a single player game i could say you can probably hook it up some sort of lampart with people so it could be could be a multiplayer game yeah all right all right uh in that well i don't think i'd actually pick a multiplayer game i think and this is controversial (laughs) i think i would pick assassin's creed odyssey what the fuck yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah, whatsoever. I knew. Be- Purely so, because that is one of the worst Assassin's Creeds <laughs> well, I've ever well, played. I've got, I've got a few others. Shall I risk list off the other no, ones? No, no, no. Stick any with what you've, what you've done. You've chosen now. You can't go back with that. You've chosen. So you're, you're stuck with Assassin's Creed. My you've wasted thinking, your hard space. <laughs> <laughs> my thinking is that the game is so expansive. I could get lost in a huge world some gorgeous Greek islands have maybe not so much fun. I actually thought Odyssey was okay. I haven't actually completed it. But yeah, I'm thinking Assassin's Creed, Odyssey. I don't know. I've got a few other ones that I'm now thinking of. But yeah, for me, Assassin's Creed, Odyssey would do it for me. A big open world, lots of combat, lots of replayability in some respect. Um, See the old world. Yeah, yeah. Getting lost in the beauty rather than looking out the window. It's kind of like how I play my games today. But no windows in Vault 46, I'll, mate. I'll tell you second place. Oh, or I'll you tell know, you second, get second place. You well, chose one, that's it. Like, you're there's, stuck no room, there's no room on the hard drive. It would have been have either chance. Breakpoint would have been second and then maybe No Man's Sky for third. I'm going for pure, like, I feel like No, no Man's, Man's Sky would have been a good one. That would have been the best choice out of the three. Yeah, just like all the planets to explore. So maybe No Man's Sky. Oh, I kind of want to pick No Man's Sky now. Anyway. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. A bit of a weird choice, but yeah. (laughs) James, what's yours? Okay, right. Well, of all the open worlds you could have chosen, 
you know, I'm quite disappointed that he chose Assassin's Creed because <laughs> I've actually chosen a god tier open world for my number one replayable game ever. And I actually thought, oh, would I be tempted to go and put like an old game on this hard drive, like one that maybe gives me nostalgia and comfort. But to be honest, as nice as it is to look back at older games you grew up with, playing them now is just not a, not a fun time for anyone. Graphics are bad, uh, combat and, and just general game mechanics are bad. So I've chosen a newer game, a modern game, and that game that makes it onto my hard drive is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, oh, you bastard. That. that was mine. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously, Charlie, we, we're going to have so much fun playing Red Dead together. I'll let you explain sort of why you chose that. But for me, Red Dead 2, a massive, epic, living, breathing world. The fishing and the hunting alone is enough to keep me occupied. Any game that's got fishing in is like a 8 out of 10 minimum. It doesn't matter what the game is. Fishing Simulator, that's like a 10 out of 10. Um, great story, fantastic characters, so many moments showing so much attention to detail. And, you know, Arthur Morgan, what a character. I could I could live out Arthur's story over and over and over again because he's just such a great character. Yeah. And no one thought we could top John. Everyone was so annoyed that Red yeah. Dead Redemption 2 wasn't going to have you playing as John. And then they give us Arthur, who in oh my, my opinion God. is a better character anyway. I love Arthur. Yeah. Mm. One of my all-time favourite, favourite protagonists. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's my choice. And, and we might as well throw it to you, Charlie, seeing as you've, you've obviously got the same choice as me. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd echo everything you've said. You know, it's just such an expansive world. It's beautiful. You know, you, you enjoy going and exploring and there's so many little side quests and stranger encounters. Um, yeah, I, I'd be on there with you. Have, you. have you got the last copy? I've got the last copy. Yeah. Okay. Like, copy? Have you salvaged it from the wreck and Charlie can't now <laughs> find it? We're going to have to fight, fight to the death over it. There's only one copy of Red Dead Redemption. Well, maybe. Or well, I can share. We can share. Yeah, we I can could share. find another game. Just... Yeah, if you couldn't share, what would your other game be? If James has nabbed it. Uh, um, I don't know. Like, <sighs> Wildlands or... Oh, that's actually yeah. a shout. GTA 4, maybe? Metal Gear Solid 5? Yeah, no, GTA 4 is not... Witcher 3? I've got the great nostalgia for mm. it, but it's it's not hitting that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe GTA 5. That's that's fun. Okay. Yeah, GTA 5 is a great game. Yeah. Not quite Red Dead 2, but... Yeah. How about you, Connor? <clears throat> um, My first thought when we come up with that question was Red Dead and then I thought nah, I love that game but I just think playing through the story again it's just it hits home doesn't it it's such a wonderful mm. story I was thinking The Witcher 3 yeah for the same, similar sort of reasons for Red Dead you've got a nice world to explore plenty of content to do but um, in the end I chose Valheim that Ooh. would be my go-to yeah um, great shout you've got Endless world seeds. You can just keep making yeah. different worlds, trying different things. There's survival aspects to it. Crafting. You see some of the stuff people make. You can really get creative and build these massive worlds of your own. Mm. Yeah. And it's yeah. also you've got, you create your own sort of adventure, sort of Dungeons and Dragons style. You can like, set yourself challenges. And yeah. Blah, 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 do this There's a that. whole kind of mm. like carving your own sort of path, isn't there? Well, mm. we've been playing a lot of Valheim well, yeah. as a group. Absolutely loving it. So yeah, great choice. And as we've explored in the world, there's just so much to see. And we haven't even scratched the surface yeah. with the game. And we've played how many hours? A fraction of it we've seen. Mm. I like the, um, one of the things I love about the game is like the further away from home you are, the more like jeopardy there is. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I know you can sort of build like little base stations and way, waypoints along the way and mm. forward operating bases or whatever. But I like venturing out further and further and further, getting further away from home. And it's just like, it's more tense there's mm. more at stake because you know if yeah. you fucking die out there you're going to be so far from home well, it's catch yeah. 22 as well isn't it because yeah. you don't know what's out there yeah. so you want to take your best gear so you're prepared if you die out there you've lost your best gear you have to get back over yeah. how are you gear? going to get it back there's a real sense of achievement with that game as well so even if you do just go across a, a little bit of water find some new supplies and get back it's like right I've made progress and the game almost develops as your imagination grows like Take when we mm. first played that game, our imagination was limited to what we thought we could make. And then as we get more inventive, 
the game just allows us to be more creative. And yeah. I can only imagine if like if that was your well, only we've, game. We've, we've essentially built a town in the game now. We went from yeah. like the very first world mm. we had together was a tiny little one sort of big Viking long building, whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah, very boxy. All our very boxy right next basic. to each other, all cramped in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cozy. Yeah. So we can hold hands when we sleep. And um, yeah, now we've got like a full town, you know, we've got bridges going across to rivers, we've got harbours. It's great, great game. That's yeah, yeah. a really good choice, Connor. Love it. Well, shall we move on? Yeah, let's do it. So my question, this one's a little bit different. How has gaming impacted or changed your personal life? Oh, that's deep. So I'll explain in more depth about what I mean by that. So for me personally, I feel like gaming has had a really positive impact on me, both cognitively and physically. And not mean like muscular, physically, but strong in the West. Yeah, hand-eye coordination, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So the easiest example that I can think of to explain what I mean is driving, for instance. After playing hundreds, if not thousands of hours, driving in so many different types of games... When I'm in a car, I feel like I'm so aware of my surroundings. I'm so quick with reaction times. I'm so conscious of like my control of the vehicle. And I genuinely kind of thank gaming for hundreds or thousands of hours of like of experience mm. before I even got my hands on the wheel kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Well, so yeah. did you ever did you ever play uh, games with like a, like a steering wheel and stuff like that then? Yeah, back in the day. No, I don't have one now, but me, me and my brother, we had a steering wheel together. And But it was more it was more like the self-awareness of driving and just my thinking processes and other examples of how I think like gaming has impacted me is like problem solving. How many games are focused on puzzles and, and working yeah. out scenarios or situations and transferring those skills into a real life situation where you have to work out a problem like i feel like i'm a really good problem solver thanks to playing lots of games that have puzzles and having to use your intuition and context and lots of other things okay i guess like when you when you play games like that that have puzzles and things to figure out like how am i going to transport you know all of this over that river if i don't have the means to do it or if i'm like over encumbered or whatever to like the literal maths of it but then I guess it's all kind of training your like logic problem solving, you know, yeah. like the way you sort of overcome an mm. issue and, and, and how you think about things from like beginning to end. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really it. interesting. And I, another one, for instance, is like teamwork. How many games do we play together where obviously Valheim's a good example, but where you have to coordinate with people and playing the game as a team, it must have had an effect on how I work as a team in real life. Yeah. And then the last one I could think of um, was like creativity, like thinking of ideas and like trying to Im- imagine or envision things and having like a back- countless backlog of games to to work on or to take um, inspiration from. Yeah. Is, uh, so I feel like obviously games have always had the stigma, but for me, I feel like gaming has been one of mm. the most positive things to, to affect yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Absolutely. Um, I think mm. for me, yeah. I, I think playing games is it's a great way just to keep us all connected. Like that's a big impact on mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Um like Absolutely. just to fill the listeners yeah. in. We all met in college, what, ten over ten years ago? I'm like great friends yeah. back then, still great friends now. And I think that that is it's Partly because of our passion for gaming. Yeah, yeah. entirely. I mean, if you yeah. think about the friends that we made at college who we were also very close with, who we don't communicate or talk to as regularly because they don't play oh, games. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, even like, um, playing like different systems because uh, there's a group of lads I played uh, Halo 3 with at college, which are like, they are really good friends of mine. Love them to bits, but I went to like the PS4, they stayed with like the Xbox and Discord wasn't around then. Mm. So we sort of drifted. We're still good friends, but mm, yeah. we drifted. Mm. But I do find with the use of like Discord, we're all on the same platform as well. Even if we don't speak to each other for a few days, there'll be like in like over Discord, there'll be a Discord message. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. seen this. Yeah. Oh, I've done yeah. this. I love yeah. it. So. Like my phone lights up regularly from you boys posting mm. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that one. We've all got 
our adult lives, but through through gaming, we've you know we still catch up and keep up to date with yeah. each other. That's and it. honestly, there's there's like there's there's nothing. Well, one one of my favourite things is kind of finishing like a long week. You know, it's Friday night. Boys are going to be on. We're going to play some Valheim, play mm-hmm. some Warzone too. It's just nice, just like. For me, that's kind of, it might sound a bit sad to some people, but I'm sure most of the people listening to this can can relate. It's kind of like meeting up and going to the pub or going out for a coffee yeah. or whatever, yeah, going for, yeah. for lunch. It's this the same is our like, yeah. going because, to the pub, isn't it? Well, the listeners obviously won't know that we do, we don't live really far away from each other, but it is, like you have to make the time for us to all meet, meet up because we live far enough mm. away that you need to kind of like schedule yeah. a time to, to meet. You can't just like sort of pop around to each other's houses because it's a good no. sort of hour drive between us or longer than that. And um, especially with uh, work schedules as well, like uh, yeah, like I work yeah. pretty much every Saturday. Ben is some weekends on and off. Mine's all mixed up. Yeah, so this is a good way. Oh, we can't meet up this weekend because whoever's on early's. And like, I think we, I think Charlie said like he's like going to the pub. Mm. Yeah, almost yeah. like oh, we meet there. We sit. Yeah, it's, down. It's, as, it's as good as that, isn't it? Cause yeah, because like, that's the great thing about the technology is that we can have conversations like we're having right now. And, you know, we're all on webcam, we're all looking at each other and it's like, I know it's not the same as being together in in in, in, in a room, but it's it's the next best thing, isn't it? It's a good way yeah. for us to to catch up, stay in touch <clears throat> and, and have fun because games are fun and games are even more fun when you play them with your mates. With your pals. With your pals. Yeah. And I also find I've always been quite a naturally good reader. Like I can read something, absorb like the information on the page yeah. and I can do it quickly. I think that comes from video games. Yeah, that's it. How many like, quests have you read with a task and you need to digest that information? The old um, PlayStation 1 games where there wasn't voice acting, where you're sitting there reading the box, like, right, I'll quickly go yeah. through blocks, this. Blocks after blocks of text. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that comes, and also think slightly like peripheral vision, like you said, yeah. you're looking at a screen. That's it. I, I don't even, if I'm playing a game, I don't even have to directly look at my target now to to one comprehend that he's there two comprehend it's a threat or not and three then engage like that can all be in my peripheral but anyway gaming's been positive for me most definitely and also i think it's a good form of escapism i think we've all studied films as well there's always a way to escape like whether it's putting on a movie or putting on a game whether you've had a shit week at work there's things going on at home that aren't too pleasant Mm. Whatever it is, you just like it's cold outside. You just want to escape from the world. Yeah, I think there's a perfect form of escapism, just like a book is, just like a film is. So yeah, that would be mine. Yeah, absolutely, James. Uh, well, I, I completely echo those those sentiments. And but for for me, one game in particular really did have a bit a, a huge impact on on my kind of what I thought was my my way of thinking and my understanding of of some issues some things in, in the world so I played a game a few years ago called What Remains of Edith Finch and it's one of my favourite games I've ever played but um, the the one particular thing about that game revolved around Edith's brother Lewis and kind of like his story about his his battle with, with his mental health problems and I won't go into the game too much because if you haven't played it just, just go and play the game it's, it's fantastic it's brilliant but that game in particular really kind of taught me a lot of things I, that I didn't know beforehand and mm. gave me a better understanding of, of perhaps some of these things that people go through that I can't relate to, but the game helped me understand those things. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably one of the, the most, well, probably one of the, the most, the, the biggest lessons and probably one of the most important lessons I've learned from playing games. And that's, that's definitely changed. It definitely changed me. Yeah. With gaming, you're not, a, you're not spectating it like you do when you watch a TV show or a film you're almost experiencing it because you're you're having to play it. You're having to yeah. immerse yourself in it. So it's 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 completely different, in my opinion. Yeah, you are that yeah. character, and and yeah, you know everything that character goes through. I mean, you have you know something of this when you read a book or watch a film. You can mm. relate in some way, but with a the game, there's just a different level <clears throat> of immersion um, because you are physically controlling that character. Like yeah. You have to nothing in the story progresses or happens unless you push forward or unless you press yeah. X or whatever. So it's, it's all on you. And that can be a really powerful tool for storytelling and a really mm-hmm. effective way, like it was for me, for teaching someone something or educating someone about something or even just opening someone's eyes to something that they 
maybe didn't understand before, which is exactly what yeah. happened to me when I played that game. It's a fantastic game and I recommend you go check it out. If you're listening to this, you haven't played it. What Remains of Edith Finch? Okay, well, before we uh, move on to the next round of questions, I thought we could maybe backtrack somewhat and talk about why we started this podcast in the first place. So what is it about a gaming podcast that we thought was a good idea? I'll open the floor up. If anyone wants to speak, feel free. Well, I'm going to throw to Charlie because he's responsible for the conception of the idea and I'd like for him to explain how <laughs> that came around. <laughs> Well, it was essentially, we were at a party at James's house and we Drink had was a few involved. drinks. Yeah, had a few drinks. One too and many Russell Crows. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, yeah, we were just talking games as we do. And yeah, the, the idea just got thrown out. We should start a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. And then we and kind then, of stewed on it for a little bit, didn't yeah. we? And then we were like, you know what? Let's give this an actual go. Yeah, yeah let's just try it. Let's just see what happens. And here we are. We've we've put a lot of work in behind the scenes and yeah. months. Months and months. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, got a few test episodes. Yeah, it's crazy to think this is this is the first episode people are going to be hearing from us, but we've actually mm. previously recorded nine other episodes. Yeah. That we've sat on, we've 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 ran tests with and we've tried all sorts yeah. of different things, some good, some not so good. But here we are. And and it's it's strange because you know you can you can have an idea that sort of seems really good at the time, but it's only really when you start exploring it that you kind of understand how feasible it is. Yeah. And I think for us the main thing was the fact that we just love games so much. Mm-hmm. We we're really passionate gamers, we love to talk about them as much as we love to play them. And we take an interest in everything in the industry, from game development and the technology that powers these games, the art behind it all, the business side of it, which is a whole different kind of beast in itself. And not many people take much notice of that. Well, maybe because of like the whole Activision, Microsoft thing they might have done lately. But, you know, for us, it's just so fascinating. All of it, there's so many creative people involved Mm. and it makes so much money. You know, GTA 5, the highest earning media product in history, more than any film franchise or IP. It's it's insane. It's a real big sort of industry. And I definitely think that because of COVID, it's increased the popularity of gaming so much. And, you know, we're probably not the only people who are just starting a gaming podcast. Gaming is so popular at the moment. One of the most popular forms of sort of entertainment. And uh, yeah, the more gamers out there for me, the better. Yeah. But for me, I definitely echo about our passion. Like for me personally, when the idea of making this podcast was becoming to become a reality, I wanted to turn my pastime passion into something I could work on, something more serious, something that I love. Like who wouldn't want to work doing something that they love? And I love yeah. playing games. So why wouldn't I want to try and make this a reality and and not work for a big corporation, but work for us and work for ourselves and enjoy it? Yeah, I think yeah. I've always wanted to be part of the industry in some regard. I was studying games development when I was 17, 18, uh, looking to become like a, a level designer. I never sort of panned out. And then obviously... It's a creative outlet as well, as much as it's a really keen interest of ours. I'm finding like doing the Instagram post, research and stuff like that. It's a real motivator. Instead of coming home from work and just sitting there and doing nothing for the evening, yeah. I play a yeah. game or two. It's really put like a kick in my step. Yeah, it's nice to have something to work on and something to work mm. towards. So it's about work a together subject together that you well. enjoy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a real passion project for us. Yeah. Mm. Well, I feel like as well that we can, you know, maybe add something when it comes to discussion around games. And for for me, I'd like to try and bring kind of like a genuine and, and informed discussion because, you know, unfortunately, social media has, has tended to fuel many rumours about all sorts of different things, sometimes nasty, sometimes just outright inaccurate. And um, I feel like I would like to sort of do this from the perspective of the fans. You know, we've got no professional experience in this industry and we just want to see a, a fair and competitive industry that's that's full of like, you know, talented new 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 products and, and, and games. Um, yeah, and I guess 
another thing, like the negativity on social media is often so much louder than the positive stuff. So mm. for me, I'd like to spread a little bit of positivity, you know, and, and look yeah. at the, mm. the optimistic side of things and try not to be too negative about That's it. the things that There's we There's a lot most. to love about gaming. And I think we've become spoiled as gamers because the standard of gaming and the quality of gaming realistically is so high now. But yeah. as this, these brand new come, uh, as these brand new games come out, and it's got incredible graphics or incredible game mechanics, but as soon as it slips up in one area, I mean, we're all guilty for slagging off many a game, but like we have become very spoiled, in my opinion. Yeah, Not to yeah. bring it down a level, but we want to it. hopefully relish and bring forward the Celebrate real positives. The yeah, precisely. Yeah. You see it with the tribalism. It's just any chance that a PlayStation fan, an Xbox fan, or even a Nintendo fan has to have like a jab at the the quote unquote opposition. It's like you mm. should be celebrating these developers yeah. because yeah. with every year, the more money that comes in, the higher standards of games you're going to get. If Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, Epic, Steam, name it, are more successful, you're going to get a better standard of games. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. Yeah, we all win in the end. Mm. Exactly. Well, that's it. That's the big thing. We all win in the end. We all get better games and we can all have much more fun. So, should we keep it moving? Yeah, absolutely. Let's. Right. Well, I've got a question. I want to know what's your favorite memory of us playing as a group? Ooh. Or the favorite to go favorite co op gaming moment. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot because obviously, um, when we. I met you boys later on in college. Um, and I think one of the reasons I've, me and James connected first and then obviously introduced us as well. Um, it was, I'll give a quick like nod to Dead Island. It's a, not a good game. <laughs> but me and James played through Dead Island together. Like, yeah. We got like a quarter way through, through Games of Gold and we sort of connected through that. But the one I distinctly remember as a group is when we had that Civilization Five phase. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. it was like yeah. one summer um, at uni, I think, or just after our first year at uni, and we'd be doing like fifteen, sixteen-hour sessions on Skype, and yeah, with our, our friend Femi as well, and yeah. like Femi falling asleep in the in the, in the yeah. chat, we having to leave and go to a different chat. <laughs> Snoring <have> away. <laughs> at first, we'd all be connecting together to get rid of the barbarians early game, and then. And then they know, it's hard hard like, <laughs> you'd be private messaging them going, right, if I go to the end of my border, like, oh, I can invade, <laughs> yeah. we can take Pokemon. them, stuff like that. Yeah, um, those those sessions really stand out to me. Just obviously simpler times then when it, we were just off for the summer, yeah. do what we wanted, yeah. didn't have to get up the next day for work and stuff like that. So yeah, those are really special memories to me. So. Oh, that's awesome. I've got quite a fun memory, actually. So <laughs> throwing it back to, to pre-uni days, back to the college days. So oh my. the final year of, of college, we, we, we leave for, for the summer holidays. You know, Charlie's got a free house for two weeks. Ooh. Parents have gone away. <laughs> Parents have deserted. So what do a bunch of young fellas with the world at their feet do when they got a free house? <laughs> they sit indoors and play video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I remember <laughs> one of my favourite memories from from that those couple of weeks was setting up. I think we had a PlayStation and an Xbox. So I remember playing FIFA yeah. downstairs, and then Ben. I'm sure you were playing Mirror's Edge. I don't know why oh, Mirror's Edge is like in my head. And then Charlie had his PC on the table because he, <laughs> oh, he had yeah. like he had like a kind of like an open plan sort of like a dining room, Lounge, living room, room. So, t- yeah. type scenario. So he was just sitting there playing. Would it have been Battlefield 3? I think it or might four. have been, yeah. Well, oh, one, one think, of the Battlefields. I remember Ben playing Hitman. Oh, okay. I'm sure it was Hitman. I don't remember what I was playing. Yeah, because uh, that was that was quite a messy couple of weeks, that was. And um, yeah, so that that's... Uh, the reason like, I love this memory so much is because it's kind of a strange sort of way of saying it, but I, mem- I remember now being in that situation then and in that situation, remembering having land parties when I was like 12. So it's oh, like a, no. a memory of a memory that I kind of like, like the whole, the whole like kind of like time capsule thing is sort of formed around it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just a really great time. And um, this is when, so I don't think, I don't know if, if you two, I think you, I think, well, Ben and Charlie, you knew Connor, but we weren't as sort of as close of a group no. then. Yeah. No. I came um, out at the... I think the final weekend or something because I brought uh, our 
mutual friend pots. Yeah, <laughs> the whiskey things Riddler. occurred. But, yeah. um, I I've I only popped up for a little bit and I had a really good time and that's how we sort of come together. But I remember, is it Lane Eight? Like that one yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Like that one song. I still listen to now. The music. And I, was I wasn't playing. even there. Yeah, I wasn't even there for those two weeks. But I've still got like a slight memory of that. So yeah. So yeah, that that, that was, that was so much time. shit for that two weeks. Did you? <laughs> and I'd do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> Best time ever. Uh, ben, favorite well, favorite group game in memory. So I'm gonna be cheeky and say I've got two, but I think the first one we'll all really appreciate. So, so greedy. Sorry, but not sorry. So my one of my favorite game memories was when we were playing Sea of Thieves, and we'd been out looting and pillaging and going nuts, and standing on top of every crevice of the ship, not crevice, standing on top of <laughs> every part of the ship with our instruments out. Yeah. Singing our songs into so the waves. Into, oh, loved it. It was Iconic. so good. And the, well, the funny thing is, like, people might be listening to this thinking, well, Sea of Thieves only come out a little while ago. Yeah, it did, but we we were quite late to Sea of Thieves. Like, we yeah, went there at the well beginning, late. and it was, it, it, well, that game must be what, five years old now or more. And, mm. um, Probably. Yeah. Yeah, so we only really started playing it, what, like last year, maybe? I think we played it for the first time. Yeah. But yeah, real great experience. And yeah, one of my yeah. favorite recent gaming memories as well. Yeah, really fun. Definitely. Just one of those just ones. So wholesome. Yeah, it yeah. was hilarious, but it was like, it was after a successful mission or maybe like running away. Yeah. And it sounds so, it it kind of sounds so obvious to say it, but it was, it was really like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you know, in yeah. the end when like the hero gets away with it and we're kind of sailing off into the sunset, the sun's going down and the, the, the water in that game is, is fucking phenomenal, by the way. That's like the best water I've ever seen in a video game. It's so good. The boat gently sort of rocking as we're sort of, Playing our, our, playing our, our sea, different sea instruments. Shanties. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, My more awesome. recent favourite gaming memory, very recent actually, is obviously we've been mentioning Valheim. So Valheim was my recommendation to the group. And I always thought that we'd play it, but I had a worry that you'd all not like it. And the fact that we've been playing it pretty much consistently now for a week, maybe maybe two weeks or maybe just a week. Like two. Yeah, yeah probably weeks. two weeks. Mm. I love it. I love it because Valheim was a game that I thought would be so good for us. Recommending yeah. it, but worrying that you might not like it and and then we never play it again, ever. Mm. But the fact that we've all loved it in equal amounts and it's still something we enjoy yeah. after a week, two weeks. Yeah, I think that mm. actually is probably one of my favorite well, i know it's not really a gaming memory but it's 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 uh it's definitely one of my favorite yeah, gaming group to be one for sure yeah yeah, yeah. making I memories of valheim well, obviously we mentioned earlier we are active on discord but i don't remember like the sheer amount of hours all playing together like we play one person play one game we might jump on a bit of Warzone. yeah but we'll all but, be like, chatting yeah whereas this game we've been on it almost religiously as a group it's been the yeah. first time in a long time. Mm. It's, it's really yeah. been special. Yeah, yeah. really. Good. I remember when you, you first suggested it. Like Probably a while You first ago. started playing it. And I, I watched you stream it and I thought, yeah. eh, I'm not really that fussed <laughs> about it. Yeah. But actually playing it, oh, different gravy. Well, I was going to say, Tyler, you'll probably echo this, but I, I it's because of Game Pass, isn't it? Because I wouldn't have bought yeah. the game otherwise. No, I would not sure. have bought the game because, you know, First thing I thought about that game, not to be sort of like, well, actually, this kind of ties into what you said earlier, Ben, about us being so spoiled. The two things about that game that I didn't like when I first saw it, one, it was in early access, and I've kind of got a thing about buying games in early access. And two, the graphics just look like fucking ass. <laughs> but that's kind <laughs> of like the charm of the game, though. It really and is. When you, you start playing it. it, you learn to love it, and you learn to appreciate that this is actually fully intended from yeah. the developers. Or developer, because I think one guy yeah, developed it. it, didn't he? And now it's a team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we mentioned it the other day, didn't we? Like, would the game have the same effect if it was like AAA? And I just don't think it would. I don't think. Yeah. And it was making it my PC sound fire when I played it. The lighting <laughs> in that game is special, though. There's something about like the way yeah. the, the sun rises. There's a couple of like really good like techniques they kind of done in that game to give it a real kind of like good high level, even though it is like. Uh, early access game and the graphics aren't great like the textures and stuff but the lighting is really good and mm. also the volumetric like smoke and fog 
is 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 great as well. That kind of yeah. gives it something. It gives it an atmosphere. And I think once you buy into that atmosphere, that's it. The game becomes a great game. Yeah, and your imagination can just go wild. But anyway, that's my favourite gaming memories. Charlie? Charles? Oh, I've got a lot, but I'm going to go fairly recent-ish memory. I know what you're going to say. And <laughs> you do. You do know. Yeah. It's oh, I know. Playing, it's playing Warzone 1 during the first lockdown in 2020. <laughs> it's just a different time. It's like, it's the closest I've been and will ever be since leaving school to having a summer holiday. And it yeah. was just like, wake up in the morning, boot the PC, mm. jump on Warzone, just like squatting up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just like morning till night. And we were unstoppable when we were yeah, when when we was in our when when we was in our pomp, it was it was ridiculous the the the, the plays we were pulling off. Uh, oh, yeah, it's just, just so yeah. good. And this was pre super meta bollocks guns. Yeah, like this was like this the first was when, season. Yeah, people were still working it but out. The funny the funny thing is, is that like whenever we play Warzone, like there's a lot, there's always a lot of chat about meta weapons and like you know meta sort of winning load ways and techniques and, and loadouts and whatever you want to call it. I'll fucking pick anything up off the floor and kill everyone. With oh, it. yeah. I don't care. I'd actively <laughs> not use, I don't know you boys know this, but I'd actively not use the most wet meta stuff. I, just because I feel like if I got a kill with the gun that's currently the most powerful weapon, I'm just cheating kind of for those kills. Yeah, I'm not They're being not... funny as well, Ben. Like I've, I've played with you a lot and I've watched you play a lot. If you start using the meta weapons, like everyone loses but you. Yeah. You'll just kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many hours of playing games. Ben, Ben's our, Ben's our local fucking pro gamer. <laughs> GTA 4 was special as well. Yeah, mm. I thought you were going to pick GTA 4. I really did. Well, racing, racing to the Sultan RS. Yeah. The swing, I forgot about the fucking swing. <laughs> the, 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 the swing glitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a core uh, memory unlocked. <laughs> Cops and robbers, the blister compact. Oh, that game special. <laughs> so good. I, I actually, I, do you know what? I think that might have been the first game that we played online like that together maybe i don't know why i feel like it was like as a group i remember was it the the lost and the damned update or was that gta yeah. 5 no, no that was four that was four because i remember having the big choppers you know and mm. shotguns would would that have been a game we all played together though i don't we had have many memories ben. of this i don't think no. Oh, did you not? Yeah. Did you not have a three sixty? Was it? Was it Femi? No, I had. It might have been Femi, but I, I, I had PlayStation around that time. Okay. Getting old mm. and forget, forgetting, forgetting these memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember the first game I played with you, Ben. Do you? This was back at college. Yeah, it was Black Ops Two Zombies. I think. Really? Like we? Just, I think I don't think we were like really friends at this point, but it came about that we both gamed. So we were like, let's game. Let's do yeah. it together. Yeah. That's the first game. Should we uh, move on then? Let's yeah. move on. Right, I've got a question. And this is kind of like nice little sort of going off of what Charlie's just, just asked us with our, you know, gaming memories. So I want to go a little bit further back than that. You know, we've all been gaming for years, since we we're kids really, before online gaming was, was even a, a concept and before the internet, you know, existed as it as it does today. But let's reach into those archives, into the, the history. Um, what is your earliest game in memory? Where did it all begin Ooh. for you? Mm. Charlie? For me, uh, I think my memory that stands out most must have been really young. I don't actually, maybe like five. And being in Spain visiting family. For context, I'm half Spanish. Um, being in this fucking smoky bar, my brother and I are there, bored out of our minds because we don't speak Spanish. So don't it's just yet. a bunch of adults talking. <laughs> yeah, smoke bored. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well have done. <laughs> fucking iron lungs now. Um, and then just being like seeing across the room through the smoke, like there's just an arcade machine. So we're like begging our parents for like some pesos just to go and play i've ne never heard of any of the games what games were on there i can't remember 
any of them bar one, which is the one we played. And that was Golden Axe. And I don't even know what that has is. actually become one of my That's favorite classic. games. <laughs> because just from that moment alone, it's lodged on my heart. Yeah, so I imagine because it. it's because it's like an arcade machine, is it like a like a side scrolling kind of pixelated eight yeah. bit type side type scrolling thing? analog sticks eight bit yeah you got the joystick and the buttons yeah it's a button bashing sort of hack and slash game like, I think I played that on Game Boy when I was a kid but yeah I know what the game's about it's so good oh, and like, arcades we we never got anywhere close to beating it we were trying our money but like <laughs> I still remember fun. all the characters and all the sounds and like. I don't know. I feel like uh, it's a game that would be really good for a reboot, but maybe that's for another episode. Who knows? Mm. Mm. Nice. Ben, what are you you feeling? So I went through a list of memories. I asked my mother to help. So indecisive. Yeah, I am (laughs) You can't pick just one. Every every question is, can I pick two? (laughs) But I I think my earliest and (laughs) most fondest gaming memory, which I think really segued me into gaming, was sitting and watching my dad play. So he, you all know my dad very well. He plays games just as much as we do. Like he's fifty. Mate, he's on Warzone too. Like every day. day. He's on it every 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 time I go on Steam. He is playing Warzone. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out, Gaza. Yeah, yeah. But he, uh, yeah, obviously works exceptionally hard, plays when he can get the chance to, and has done for, for, for years. Like, he's a hard, not hardcore, sorry, but he's a long-time gamer. He's a dedicated games, gamer. Yeah, from, from the beginning of gaming, quite literally, he's been there. But anyway, my earliest gaming memory is sitting and watching him play Battlefield. I think it started with, like, Battlefield, um, was it 1942 or one of them? I remember him playing Battlefield 2142 mostly. And yeah, I think that was around the time when he was really starting to like build his PC. And then when he had enough spare parts, I then got my first PC. And then I obviously started gaming then. But yeah, sitting and watching my dad play Battlefield was definitely my fondest and probably one of my most earliest gaming memories. So but that must have been yeah. as as a kid though, watching this like what is essentially like a like a soldier's game. That's all you sort of yeah. know when you're a kid, blowing up stuff, shooting stuff. Yeah. Like, Whoa, this is incredible, this is amazing. Yeah. So loved it. Did he ever and let then, you play on his PC? Yeah, yeah. I used to play. I but I remember back then, like with the accounts and stuff, like it was if it was a multiplayer game, it was like one account per purchase of the game kind of thing or at okay. least it was with battlefield so if i wanted to play i did have to play on his account so i also remember just a real quick one i just remembered <laughs> i remember being late for school because we couldn't get fallout 3 this isn't as early as the other memory but we couldn't get fallout 3 working on the computer my dad i then obviously was young had to go to bed woke up the next morning dad was like yeah come upstairs because the lofts were converted come upstairs and have a quick go of fallout mum being like he's got to go to school what is happening <laughs> and then me being late for school because my dad wanted me to play fallout because he got it working overnight i bet he was well chuffed yeah <laughs> he's having a sick day today yeah that's well funny uh, yeah how about you james well um obviously me me and connor and i are a couple of years older than than ben and ben and charlie so my my gaming sort of earliest memory goes way back to the Nintendo 64 and I remember getting a Nintendo 64 and a Super Mario 64 for Christmas maybe when I was about seven or eight years old and uh, that's kind of where it all started for me and you know Super Mario is I guess a really kind of early version of what is now like a 3D open world even though that game had levels you had to sort of mm. jump through the paintings in, in in Princess Peach's castle to get to the different levels. That's how you got there. But yeah, it was kind of like had this sort of pulled back over the shoulder camera type thing, it's a 3D open world. And that was just like a great experience to me. I remember playing that and, and being so kind of like mystified and, and enchanted by this this virtual world that was on screen. And Mario as well was is obviously a very sort of fun game. It's like a little mushrooms and stuff and little toad men and, and things like that but um, I remember my mum and dad weren't into gaming like like your dad was Ben mm. so they didn't really sort of care or, or get it like 
But um, they had a, a friend, a, a couple of friends, like another another couple, and the husband of this couple, he was a gamer. And I remember he used to come around and help me and my brother play through levels of Mario because we were obviously a bit young. We couldn't really do it. And uh, mm. the Nintendo 64 had this fucking horrible controller with like th- almost three handles on it <laughs> and a big fucking socket in the back for like rumble packs and shit. <laughs> but yeah, the, the controller was ghastly. Like, I don't know who who came up with the idea of a controller like that. As if you've got like three hands so you had to hold it, like all, all the handles at the same time. Anyway, he used to help us play these these uh play for these levels and, and that was yeah really one of my earliest memories and one of my fondest memories and I, I it's weird because when I think back to it I don't ever remember being like like asking my parents for a Nintendo 64 or want, mm. wanting one even mm. but then they just got me one for Christmas and it was like this is the fucking best thing ever yeah you know, some of the games on that console Mario 64 like I just said The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time regarded as one of the best video games that's ever been made uh, GoldenEye, which was like my first taste of like competitive shooters, um, mm. quote unquote, a Perfect Dark, and another amazing game that is thankfully being rebooted. I cannot fucking wait for that. So uh, yeah, it's just a such an iconic console and where it all started for me. Madness. Nice. That is old school. Um, I've got two, they sort of lead into one. I remember playing Sonic the Hedgehog on the Mega Drive when I, I must have been like three going on four, like really <laughs> young. And I, I remember my mum being behind, I think she was playing with my hair. I don't know why. Like I must <laughs> have been like a bit frantic or whatever, but she was like, oh, yeah. she used to tickle my hair when I was growing up. So I remember that. And then that led to, I think it would have been the following Christmas. I got uh, the Super Nintendo for Christmas. Me and my sister got it. And, uh, I remember like you open we opened all our presents and then um she sort of went, Oh, there's one more. We we weren't expecting anything because we like we're kids, don't know what's going on. And she came out with like the Super Nintendo box. It was like mm-hmm. massive and a few oh, games. Okay. And I remember like just like bouncing off yeah. Bouncing and like hitting Bet the that ceiling. Was a special moment. Oh, I was, I, remember, I still remember it to this day. Like I can I can still envision like my uh my old house is like living room. I haven't been there in nearly twenty years, but I can that sort of one memory is like ingrained and then it sort of led on my sister's got into games she's into the uh, game boys um and then i do remember coming home from school once when i was like six or seven my mum was playing like the ps1 like so it's sort of like i remember <laughs> playing, a game, playing a game called lucky luke which was Get like a side scrolling thing and i was like the only game she's ever played but she completed it from start to begin so, uh, start to finish so yeah, really early on. It's just always been there. Yeah. And then it's just led on and led on and led on. It's not stopped, which is a yeah. good thing, I think. Well, the 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 mm-hmm. kind of the strange thing is when you grow up, obviously when you're a kid, you, you don't really, I guess, understand the sacrifices your, your parents might make for you, you know? Mm. And I mean, back then, the the Mega Drive or, or the Nintendo 64, whatever, they wouldn't have been cheap. You know, no, they're not. No. And I know that my parents never had a lot of money growing up. So now that I'm older, I've I really cherish yeah. that memory and and yeah. the fact that they managed to do that for me and my brother and were willing to do that. It just makes it extra special. Yeah, it's insane when you think about that. And I'm really glad now yeah. that I can kind of hold on to that memory. And I've gotten so much out of gaming over those years, mm-hmm. where it all started back then to where we are now. That's it. So. Like for me, similar to what you said, Connor. Christmas was a time where we might have got a new console, but same, like mum living on her own. And yeah. even if when my parents were together, like money wasn't abundant, and even obviously no. not even now, but the, the, the lengths that they would have gone to, know, now being a parent, knowing the cost of one child, let alone two, and having to make sacrifices that we wouldn't have experienced to... Yeah. To get us a hundreds of pounds worth of console, yeah, like yeah. You it's took, insane. I look back at it the same. Like my mum was a single parent for most of my life, like, and she'd managed to scrimp and save and get that console. And as a kid, you don't know like the value of anything, do you? Nah. But yeah, now you, nah. you look back. You can look back. I've looked back and look at the prices of like the PS One when it come out. It weren't fucking cheap. Yeah. I have no idea how she did it, but thankfully she did. And look at us now. Yeah, yeah, look at us now. It's just cool memories. I, I remember like sitting there and she'd watch us play these games with a big grin on her face. You don't know why she's smiling, but now you look back and yeah. go, like, she saved fucking hard to get that. 
Yeah, yeah. it's kind of pay, paid off for her. Mm. Mad. Right, boys. So we're going to have a quick game to finish. I'm going to do this or that. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Just want your initial response. I fucking love a okay. game. Okay. Right. I know there's no it's right great. or wrong answer, but I want to win anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So I'll start off Nathan Drake or Lara Croft. Lara Croft. Ooh. Oh, Lara Croft, yeah. 100%. I'm going to go Nathan Drake. Okay. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> John Marston, Arthur Morgan. Oh, Arthur. Mate. Arthur Morgan. Arthur. I mean, we said it earlier, but like, how can you create a character <laughs> like John that everyone fucking loves and then replace him mm. with someone that everyone loves even more than they loved yeah. him in the first so place? So much so that they actually end up not liking John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, finish a match with the highest kills and lose, or bottom of the leaderboard, 0.10 KD, but your team wins. I'll win. take the win I'll all day win. long. I don't care yeah. if I'm bottom. I want to win. Because yeah. if you're playing Play the for objective. the kills, yeah, that's it. Like, if you win, but it's at a cost, a sacrifice, yeah, it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong, but that's the right answer. Right. <laughs> uh, team red, team blue. <sighs> it's different for me. Yeah, blue. I'm impartial. Okay. I'm going blue. I always just enjoyed okay. it. Single player or multiplayer? Single player. Oh, that's so tough. Uh, oh, actually, having said that, though, like we have so much fun playing games together. Yeah, mm. it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. If I had to pick one, I, I would say multiplayer, I think. Uh, I like the competitiveness of multiplayer. I'll yeah. go multiplayer because you can still do like, co-op player. story games. Yeah, true. Multi. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah it's a good, very good point. Uh, FPS or RPG? Ooh. FPS. I'm going FPS. Yeah, I'm, I'm I can't. FPS. I'm too competitive to not never play an FPS again. Yeah, to, exactly. To balance it, I would have gone RPG. But <laughs> valid. Uh, would you rather play only long slash endless games, Valheim, Elder Scrolls Online, stuff like that, or would you rather play games that are twenty hours or less? I think I'd rather oh, play the shorter know. games. Yeah, I like a good story. Start, middle, yeah. end. I think I think the medium, like storytelling in video games, is just so good. It's so so yeah. so good. And I think that if you if you come across that kind of solid, you know, ten hour game with a fucking great story that affects you, kind of like what I had with Edith Finch, that's an unforgettable experience for me. Yeah, yeah. and I can't think of many long open world games that have had that much of effect to me, rather than a story game what are you thinking yeah. Charlie no I'll echo that like I'm just thinking about Firewatch now I was going to bring and Firewatch up game. Yeah. I love that and such yeah, a good I'll, game. Go, I'll go with the shorter as long as there was like an end if I picked that one as long as there was constant endless single player okay right so you can only play games in your current backlog from today going forward or you can only play new games that you acquire no so, because I've been I've been on a quest to go through all my backlog, so that make things. So, do you mean, do you mean games that are currently in my library and games that I haven't played yeah. either? Games. So, if, they so don't... my whole library just gets deleted, and I can only play new games from now on. Yeah, or I so also hard. do it where there'll be like games on your list, your wish list that are old. So, from today's point onwards, so like Redfall comes out, you can't play that. You've only got to play a game that's on your list to complete. Right. Okay. Or in your library. That is such a fucking... T- I'm going to go new no. games because yeah. there's always a chance that something will come out that will be better than what you've played previously. Yeah, yeah. And you never know, you might get a re-release. That's it. Yeah, get a remaster of Golden Axe. <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm waiting for. Okay. This one's a terrible one. Not because it's a bad quit. These are just terrible things in games, but you have to choose... Okay. Loot boxes or a battle pass? Oh, battle pass. I've got a loot box. I'm going Battle Pass. You know what you get with a Battle Pass? Yeah. Charlie's the gambler. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I like those can, odds. You can only play Ubisoft games or Ooh. you can only play EA games. Ooh. That is Both of the devil. Oh. terrible. <laughs> but I would I would have to choose. I'd have to. Oh, actually, no, because like EA, then you've got games like Star oh, yeah. Wars. That's what I'm thinking. Like Dead Eye, Fallen Order, and like all those great single player games. Maybe Apex, made by Respawn. Yeah, because I was I was more on the side of Ubisoft because I was thinking, yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, but, fuck it. I'll choose EA just for Apex. Yeah, I'll pick EA too. <sighs> for the Star Wars-y stuff. Ubisoft are making a Star Wars game, aren't they? Yeah. yeah everyone's making a Star Wars game. <laughs> that that oh, IP's being hauled out. <laughs> Charles? That's such a horrible question. <laughs> it um, is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Because then you think of really good Ubisoft games, and there have been a few yeah. really good ones. Ten years ago. What we do, yeah. Cho, if you pick I'm, EA... I'm going to go Ubi. If you pick <laughs> EA, we'll just, we'll just uh, continue our pro club's career. Of two wins and like fifty-four losses or whatever it is. <laughs> they were special wins though. Special wins. They were anti-meta. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll go Ubisoft. To get back on nice. siege. Like okay. it. Okay. So indie games or triple A tiles? That's a good oh. question. What you can only play one or the other? Yeah. I'll go in triple A. I love the charm and the 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 ability for an indie game to be more brave. But then mm. I like the polish and the... Technical achievement of a AAA. Yeah, game. technical achievements, exactly, of a AAA. Yeah, that's a really oh. tough one. Because some of the best games oh. I think I've ever played have been indie games. Yeah. Like Edith Finch. Mm. But I'm still going to yeah, actually. Some playing. of the indie games are actually coming out in a better state than the AAA games are released. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going AAA. Because like with games like The Witcher and and Red Dead and you know Breath of the Wild and yeah, it's just even like Warzone, Call of Duty. This is too. Yeah, I'm gonna games. go triple A. Okay. Um, early access games or mobile games? Ugh. Early access. Mobile games. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever played a mobile game. <laughs> I'm going early access. Getting back on Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Dust off that phone. Three ten. <laughs> Find out it's still, still in early access. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'll go early access. Actually, mm. risk taker. Oh, I'm still all right. I'm going to skip the next one and save it till last. Uh, Battle Royale or traditional multiplayer? Mm. Oh, that's a that's a real good question because I feel like um, Battle Royales are just so competitive, and I love that competitive nature of them. But I yeah. probably will. Say traditional multiplayer. Said yeah, that. I'm. I'm going to say traditional multiplayer. You can't beat just a classic like six v six or 4v4, yeah. I like, like having Halo, an ob- for example. Yeah, so mm. good. I like having an objective and working yeah. hard on it. Go on, try. I'm going to go battle royale. Okay, he's a TikTok Day gamer. Session. He's a TikTok gamer. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the hat on and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Day session or night session? Night session. Yeah, I'd say night session. Even though, yes. you know, back in the Warzone days, like the Warzone 1 lockdown days, getting up and just jumping straight on Warzone at like 8.30 in the morning and playing all <laughs> they, day was they, pretty fun. Into a night session. session. Yeah, yeah, into a yeah. night session. <laughs> right. Why not both? Okay, I think this one might be a little bit difficult because I think you're all fans of these, these series, Peak Battlefield okay. or Peak Call of Duty. So mm. ignore the bad Battlefield games. Like when Battlefield was it, it's purest... <clears throat> At its best. When when was that? When was that? When was I'm thinking at its best? Bad Company three. Two was great. <laughs> About ten uh, years ago. Yeah, Bad Company Two was a good game. Yeah. I've got really fond memories of like nineteen forty two or one of the old yeah. World War Two versions. It's it's because I only I only really got into Battlefield from four onwards. Yeah. Before that I was I, I never played. I grew up with it. I was a Battlefield yeah, player. Yeah, because there's always like two, wasn't it? You are either a Call of Duty player or you're a Battlefield yeah. player. Mm. You, you could never be both. But having said that, I'll probably pick COD. I'm going to go peak COD. Yeah. I'm going to go peak Battlefield. I'd say peak I'd COD go, as well. I'd go peak Battlefield as well. When it was, I, I have fond memories of Battlefield yeah. too. Right, so that's the end of that game, but that's... Very nice. Well. Also, who's the winner? Gaming. Gaming's the winner. Gaming's the winner. <laughs> we're all the winners because we're all going to play yeah. games. Right then. So that is nearly the end. How was it for you boys? Very Not good. as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're finally getting to do this because like we said, it's been a long time coming and just can't wait for people to get involved with the podcast, you know, and, and, and start building out this community of gamers. Yeah. You know, we just want to enjoy the industry like we do. Well, that was episode 00 of Checkpoint Radio, the prologue. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, our next episode, episode 1, 
will be out on Friday the 23rd of February on all platforms with every episode releasing bi-weekly, so that's every two weeks, and in the first episode we'll be talking about Hogwarts Legacy as well as going over the news for the week. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Checkpoint Radio, all one word, where we post regularly about news updates and various other things going on in the industry. So once again, thank you for listening. We have been Ben Edwards, Charlie Ruiz, James Pitcher, and I've been Connor Piper. And we can't wait to see you in the next one. Bye. 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 Bye.